Okay. All right. We're started. Yeah. This is it. It's a go. <laughs> Episode two of the No Concept Podcast. Everyone's with, new favorite. Yeah. With Darcy and Katie. Oh, yeah. We nailed or that. Kate. Or Kate. Kate. Oh, God. Sorry. Uh, what <laughs> name? We should, we should get this out of the way. What name would you like to go by? Because I've always called you Katie. Um, I met you through my mother, and she always called you Katie. And then recently we were in a social situation, and and somebody called you Kate, and I was like, huh, Kate, like, oh, cool. <laughs> and then I realized everyone was calling you Kate, and now I'm not entirely sure what to call you. <laughs> I don't even notice it. So my family has always, I grew up Katie, 100% uh-huh. Katie. And then I changed my name on Facebook to Kate. So now I always know when someone has looked at my Facebook page, but doesn't oh, necessarily know me in person, yeah. because they'll call me Kate, and I'm like, hmm. I think it's a good litmus test. I think we keep, I think I think that's how we keep it. Like people who really, really know you. Yeah, mm. but I think that it's it's blurred enough now that some people know me as Kate. Some people know me as both. It's all whatever. Mm-hmm. Anything but Kathy. Maybe it'll be a cert, like a secret signal when we're podcasting. And if I call you Kate, that means wrap it up. This guest is horrible. And if I call you Katie, that's just like I'm still having a good time. Okay. 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 We can try that. Out. <laughs> Listeners, you got in on the ground floor. You now know my secret signals. <laughs> good job. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I learned uh, that your name is Kate slash Katie. Yeah. That's what you learned this week? Yeah. <laughs> so let's start out. We, uh, new listeners, hi. Uh, we like to start out with something we learned this week that has nothing to do with the topic we're discussing. Uh, Katie, do you want to start us off? What did you sure. learn this week? Um, mine was, I, it was like a Twitter thing, but I don't have a Twitter. I don't tweet. Uh, well, actually, I have a Twitter with three <laughs> followers, and I tweeted once four years ago. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you saw it, Darcy, the thing where it's like the freckle on your wrist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have one on both. And and I don't have that many, actually, oh. but like in the center of your wrist. And mine are a little bit more like I would say two-thirds, but they're very symmetrical, like much the same on both. And it's like one by itself. Oh. So that almost all women have a freckle in the center of the top of their wrist. So I would say mine is exists. I would say it's two and a half like fingers below my true wrist. Yes. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Mine too. Huh. So there's like my wrist bone or whatever. And then it's a little bit beneath that. Huh. Good yeah. for us. Yeah. So, and then of course, like everything says their dermatologist just say it's because it's exposed to the sun, blah, 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 blah. But it is still kind of weird, I think. Huh. Yeah. Huh. There it is. Yeah. Uh, I... Also, don't tweet. I do have a deactivated Twitter because I don't give jokes away for free. <laughs> I mean, who's giving material? Oh, that's silly. I'm, you know, I'm a writer by trade, so I just don't like to put material out there unless there's a good reason. One thing I learned this week. Uh, so I've been reading a little bit about um, Maria Montessori and some Montessori education things. Uh, you know, because that's what one-year-olds need. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, but I bought this book about uh, Montessori techniques for toddlers. Uh, but one thing it said is that toddlers will practice something until they've mastered it, right? So if you like, you know, you see them repeatedly over and over and over again trying to put their shoe on their foot, like they're just going to keep doing that until they get it. And then once they get it, you'll never see them do it again. <laughs> like, like once they've mastered something, they move on, which is something we've seen with her. She, she would learn sign language signs and she'd try it and try it and try it. And then she'd do it for about two minutes and then we'd never see it again. And then she's like, okay, we'll communicate. Moved on. Differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm done with that. Um, my hat today. Did you notice it? Oh, I 
Girls support girls. Girls do support girls. Uh, I picked this up at Hello Holiday, which is a boutique in Omaha. They aren't a sponsor, but I like them. And uh, <laughs> it's it's for an organization called Omaha Girls Rock. Um, and they do some cool stuff. And you can buy their stuff online. So if you would like to sponsor Darcy's hat on this audio-only podcast, <laughs> you can do that at noconceptpod at gmail.com. I'm not a big hat wearer, so we'll just oh, stick with Darcy. I love a hat. I <laughs> I'm trying. for a hat. So we were at a, a shopping event with my sister-in-law, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Uh, last week. And, she, and it was like a private shopping thing at a local boutique here. And she was really psyching herself up to be a hat person. <laughs> and she wore the hat around the store the entire time we were shopping. And it looked so good. It made, she was completely correct. Everything she tried on was slightly elevated because of this hat. Like she'd take it off and she's like, you'd never buy the sweater if you didn't have this hat on with it. But if I have the hat on, I'm like, Instagram good. I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, and she was really committed to the hat. And she's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. We get to the checkout and they're like, well, the band is sold separately, you know. And the, the band was like, what made it? She's like, okay, cool. Well, how much is the band? And they're like, oh, like $12. And she was like, oh, that's the price I've been looking at for the hat the whole oh, time. No. So she had this, not only was it an extra $12 tagged on, then she had to like pay a real hat price. Like it just, yeah. And she'd already <laughs> sold herself on it <laughs> the whole time we were So there. did she get the hat? She got the hat. Has she worn the hat? Uh, it was only like a week ago, so Jordan, probably not. Let us know if you wore the hat. Yeah. <laughs> or like send it our way and it can, you can be a hat sponsor. <laughs> to be clear, we, we're to be wearing clear Jordan's about the hat. hat. Yeah, <laughs> week we're wearing Jordan's hat. To be clear about the hat sponsors, um, it, it doesn't even have to be like a branded hat. Like if you just give me a hat, I'll wear it. And uh, on that note, hats has nothing to do with our topic of the week, but. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, okay, I got it. So your hat goes on your head, and if you pull it down low, it might cover your third eye. Do you know what a third eye is? No. Me either, really. (laughs) I think we're going to find out. Uh, So, Katie, what do you think? Have you heard of a practice called Reiki? Yes. <laughs> Good start. Strong start. Uh, we have, in fact, heard of it. Do, would I've you heard say- it. I might almost know how to spell it. I know all the letters that are in it, I think. We'll ask them. I think when you break it down, it's like the king. I think Ray is a king sort of signifier and then energy. So it's like. So that's kind of like to me, it's like you lay on this table and someone like rubs their hands in the air above you. And it's basically like Phoebe on Friends where she's like <laughs> cleansing your aura. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like a massage in the air where it cleans your energy. Do you think this is something that's readily available in central Nebraska? I know there's a place in Kearney um, because I've overheard at the salon where my mom gets her nails done, um, which, I mean, I'll give them a free plug because they're great. Maybe they're the guest. I don't know. <laughs> but um, so Olivia's in Carney. I know they do it because when I was sitting there with my mom, I heard another stylist talking about the room where they had a Reiki person, professional. Oh. I, I know the terminology really well. Yeah. And she was describing it as a massage and the other person had to say, it's 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 Reiki. You know, and I was like, oh, you do Reiki here. <laughs> so it, it just, you know, stuck out to me. But my plug for Olivia's would be that they have been so good. They, my mom has um, cancer and 
when she was going to lose her hair, we were trying to figure out, you know, like if she gets a wig, where are you get a wig? What, you know, like top of the line, middle, you know, totally. what do you do? Yeah. They are a um, local place where they will accept wig donations. So they have this whole back room just full of wigs. Oh, wow. Um, and it's also kind of a nightmare. A, ba- a back room right. of wigs is also <laughs> Well, and like terrifying. some of them are like not like they have like been like shoved in a drawer. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are joke wigs yeah. that you don't take home with you. But on top, so those are like, I believe donated by other people. Yeah. But on top of that, they ordered in at their cost the wig. So it was super affordable to get oh, a great. nice wig for my mom. And then they will restyle it as often as you want for free. Oh, so she so didn't nice. take advantage of it because the wig wasn't her favorite, but <laughs> she could go in, I mean, every week and get this wig set because it's not real hair yeah. unless you spend a lot of money. Right. So you can't style it like you would your own hair. Oh, so yes. <laughs> at no cost, they would do it a hundred percent free. That's so great. So they're amazing. Yeah. Where are they at? Downtown. <laughs> it's on Central. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. It's called Olivia's. It's great. Google it. Everybody yes. Google Olivia's. That sounds great. <laughs> and I didn't know they had somebody in-house that did Apparently Reiki. they do Reiki. Yes. Pra- a Reiki practitioner. Practitioner. Or a healer. Okay. I guess it depends who you ask. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so what do you think is actually happening in the session. Like, do you think there is an energy to your body that's able to be manipulated? Do you think uh, it's placebo effect? What do you think these people are are feeling when they do this? Why would anybody bother? That's a little tricky for me because I feel like there's a little, like, it would almost tread into an area I would maybe be afraid of. Like, my... the the Catholic part of me would be like, yeah, I was going to ask you what's going on now. You know, does your like, like Sunday school alarm in the back a li- of your a neck little, go up? A little yeah. bit like it's occasionally. And I know that people will roll their eyes at this, but occasionally that even happens like in yoga, you know, where right. I'm like, uh, I'm just actually stretching, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm all for like recentering yourself and thinking about it. But I think a little bit, sometimes that can kind of almost worry me and then and then I let it go and I don't care and I do yoga anyways I mean I'm not I'm not saying like I don't do yoga because I'm Catholic that is not what I'm saying just to be clear I'm fine with yoga I don't do yoga because I'm um not flexible yeah but I would do yoga I have done yoga I will do yoga again someday not today I learned about yoga's um ability to let in demonic spirits at the same time I learned that Harry Potter was evil. Oh. So <laughs> yoga and Harry Potter are always really neck and neck with me. <laughs> See, and, and yoga is a little tricky to me too, because I think that there is almost a level of like cultural appropriation there. Oh, interesting. So right. I don't know. So then I, I feel like maybe those same kind of alarms go off for me for Reiki too, where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm assuming I have no idea, but in my mind, mm-hmm. I would assume this comes from some sort of historical long-practiced background of people that this was their yeah sure you know and so as me as like a very caucasian (laughs) white girl from nebraska i don't know you know yeah and then so if i go to somebody that took a class on it here like is Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. totally i get that i don't know yeah no disrespect to that person that goes and does it either but i I just feel like that would kind of go off in my it's a thing to think about yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay so so we got sidetracked here (laughs) so i feel like I could believe that it's not all placebo effect. Sure. Um, kind of because of maybe my background in religion. Yeah. Because I, I feel like that. there are times 
that the right setting or whatever, like you can feel a change. You can feel Absolutely. something, you know, a presence. It, it, it feels physical. Sure. Or even in my, you know, limited um, experience with um, counseling, mm-hmm. like they've done some crazy things where she's like, hold your arm out and do that. And I'm like, whatever, this is all fake and it doesn't mean anything. And then I'm like, oh, what? With like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It worked. And then I like, the girl that hasn't been able to sleep for three weeks goes home and sleeps for like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so there's something legitimate there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think that I would write it off at all. But I also think that like, I could go into it and have my walls up and I would maybe not get anything out of it because mm-hmm. I would be sitting there the whole time thinking like, what's going on? Uh, I'm glad you brought up that faith element too, because, and this is something we can ask our guests a little bit more. There is a sect of people who believe that Reiki is actually tapping into some faith healing sort of principles. And I kind of want to ask them if there's a space where there's like Christian Reiki healers. I I think in central Nebraska, it's possibly these women might even be that. I I don't know. Um, But it's something I am curious about and what their feelings on that are. Right. Um, or if they think they're witches. <laughs> I think, you know? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I, would, I would have a similar thought, I think, had I looked into this more. Okay, well, I think we've covered that. Do you have any questions you want to ask me about Reiki before we start? Um, and again, I've done minimal internet okay. research. Well, I guess so, like, how far? I mean, is it, do they, is it, they don't ever touch you, right? Uh, or do they? They can. Okay. So... Some of my questions about Reiki involve, um, there's no sort of standardized practice, right? So you're basically inheriting the practice from the person who taught you, um, which is why today's guest is kind of interesting to me because she teaches Reiki to other people. Um, And then as I kind of understand it, the spirit of Reiki that you're able to like use to help you to confer on people um, is passed to you from your teacher sort of. So that's where it gets a little witchy to me. <laughs> so is this something, and maybe this is a question for her, anyone can do? Like, if you were interested in this, yeah. could you, it's not like a, this is totally out there, but like a a psychic. Like, I have this gift. Like, you can, anyone I, can decide they're going to do it. I think there might be people who are more in tune to, like, pain and, like, sensitivity, you know what I mean? Sensitive to where energy blockages mm-hmm. and things are, I think. Um But hypothetically, yes, everyone can do it because our guest, uh, her name is Amy, teaches it at the Central Community College here in Holdridge. Oh, wow. There's an intro to Reiki class that you can teach. And this is how I found her, um, was just through the course catalog last um, spring. Wow. Yeah. And you didn't sign up to go be a... Well, I was going to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was was on the fence about it. I'm like you. I kind of dance around the idea like... You know, how much do you want to mess with it? How much do you think it's interesting? I just wrote a screenplay um, that dealt with a little bit of these themes that has um, sort of a healer involved. Uh, So I did a little bit of research that way. And I thought about taking the class just as a research um, opportunity. Uh, But then when I finally got my nerve up and was like, I'm going to do it. It was like the day the class had ended. Like it was like the day after the class was supposed to have happened. So not meant to be apparently. It wasn't meant to be. (laughs) But here we are. Yeah. Podcast learning guys. about Reiki. Yeah, we're, about we're still going to learn. learn. <laughs> so maybe I just didn't want to pay the fee. <laughs> just bring it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I guess we'll just, maybe we'll just leave it there and we'll have Amy talk through a process. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Today's episode is sponsored by the 308 Boutique in Holdridge, Nebraska. They've got 
incredible stuff. I don't know how they do it, but somehow they managed to be a local small town business and still have tons of variety. I never find myself wearing the same thing as anybody else in town. Uh, they supplied the wardrobe for our promo shoot. They supply 75% of my everyday wardrobe and they supply hats with or without bands. Check them out on West Avenue in Holdridge or online at the 308 boutique.com. Follow them on Facebook or Instagram for sneak peeks and outfit ideas and keep a close eye out because they'll be opening their second location in Elkhorn later this year. So we are here in the beach basement studio with our guests, we didn't really do introductions. No. So do you guys want to do that? I can start. So um, my name is Amy May, and I think I was first introduced to Reiki, the, the name of it, in a class that I took through work. A, few, a couple of years went by, I went to my 20-year class reunion, and um, one of my very good friends had decided to quit a big money-making job and decided to go and be a Reiki um, practitioner. So I said, what is it? And she said, oh, you would love it. I, I think that you would just love it. Just give it a try. And so I didn't really know what it was, but I knew that I wanted to give it a shot. So I would just, I just decided I would do a session with her. Was this a local high school? Where'd you go to school? Minden. Oh yeah. So, so locally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So we grew up K through 12 together and I trust her. Um, She was in my wedding. So, um, that was kind of the start of the journey. And I don't really remember how we decided that we would both go. So you can introduce yourself next and tell that part of the story. <laughs> oh, put me on the spot. I'm like trying to think, okay, let's see, how does this all go? So I'm Beth Reynolds Lewis, and um, my Reiki journey started a long, quite a while ago. So when I turned 50 years old, I went back um, to school uh, to be a yoga instructor, basically. <laughs> and through that process of getting my yoga instructor, the 200 hours there, one of my fellow students um, was a Reiki master, and she said, oh, you gotta try this out, come take this class. So I went back to Omaha, took the class from her, and I always loved it, used it a little bit on myself and my family. And after that, um, went back to my real job and behavioral health and was working that. And then Amy came along and came to one of my trainings. I also train on compassion, fatigue, and resiliency um, for professionals who are in um, work with those who have had a lot of emotional trauma. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. It's a whole big thing. We do it across the nation. My training partner and I do. And so um, Amy was in one of those classes and Reiki came up and we talked about it. And then she's like, Hey, my friend Carson actually is a Reiki teacher. And do you think we can have her come to the region and provide Reiki to our staff? Would that be good for our staff? And I said, absolutely, to our work site. So she came and provided that and um, just saw different staff. I think she came a couple times. Mm -hmm. And then she said, you guys need to take my class. Mm -hmm. And so then after we started going to class, that's when we met Karen. Yeah. So I'm Karen Ackerman. And my journey with Reiki started um, with an anesthesia student. So I was the director of surgery over in Lexington, and um, I had heard this student talking about Reiki, so I kind of heard about it, but didn't really know what it was. And then about six months later, I cropped up with um, an illness with my liver, and the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. 
And so one night I sat back after doing many researches and going through many tests and the doctor saying sometimes people just run elevated liver enzymes. We don't know why. Uh, come back in six months and pay me another you know, couple thousand dollars to run the tests all over again. And it's like, oh, no, you know, the nursing background, I'm like, I'm not happy with that answer. So I started doing my own research and coming up with that very same answer that sometimes they don't understand why people run these elevated enzymes. So I just pushed myself back away from my computer and I was like, okay, God, where do I go from here? And this page popped up on my computer and I just kind of hmm. poo-pooed it off because I thought it was spam. And yeah. so I just kept clicking it off, clicking it off. Finally, after about the sixth time, I finally clicked on it, and I, it was about Reiki. And I was like, oh, this must be what this Allison, our student, was talking about. So I started reading it and uh, started thinking, well, maybe this is something I could do because it talks about stress reduction and relaxation and, um, you know, how it promotes healing and different things. And I thought maybe that's something I could do until like, we figure out what's going on with my liver. Yeah. So uh, I started looking for a class here in Nebraska. And um, at first I was like not getting anything locally, like any practitioners or anything coming up on the computer. So anyway, this Carson's webpage kept popping back up on my thing. So I finally clicked on her classes and I'm like, well, well there's my party. <laughs> so I was like, signing up. So I signed up and then that's when I met these two. Huh. So. Perfect timing. Yeah. What um, you... I noticed you all have a bit of a background in healthcare. Mm -hmm. Do you think that sort of influenced how you ended up getting involved with it? Do you think I, when you deal with that day, is it because you had an active interest in it already? Or an actress in, you were used to caregiving? I mean, mm -hmm. yes. I would say for me, definitely, yes. Um, because of. Um, Actually, my education is I was a secondary science teacher, and so I ended up working child protection safety and all these different mm. jobs. And so um, I could not connect that piece about the mind and the body. I could not get that figured out. Like, why? I mean, I know it makes sense, and we've talked about it for hundreds and hundreds of years, but trying to figure out, like, the anatomy and the physiology of how self-healing promotes and calms your your sympathetic and parasympathetic systems and how this actually works took me a long time and so when i started my yoga practice it was like yin and yang it was like okay this this doesn't make to me, sense to me because it's this way but yet the science you know the science teacher part of me is like well that shouldn't work like that. <laughs> right. but yet i'm like it's working for me right? yeah i have a lot of um, emotional trauma from my work life not from my growing up years and i knew i was in rough shape from that um, from my experience of my work life so then trying to figure out why is yoga helping this side of me do you know what i mean it was just kind of back and forth and then it allowed me to meld those two together and to truly understand how it's a self-healing practice. It really is calming down your nervous system and allowing for that to happen because we can't heal, your, your cells can't renew unless you're at the state of restorative rest. And, mm -hmm. and there's all this, there's tons and tons of research about it now. So you feel like even though you maybe question it in your mind, it still worked. Yeah, I've like, been why surprised. <laughs> I was surprised a little bit. I've had a little bit of those like crazy hippie things in counseling oh. after a traumatic uh -huh. event. 
And the whole time I'm like, this isn't going to work. This is crap. And then I'm like, it's, but it's working. Mm -hmm. So I definitely wasn't open-minded about it. Mm -hmm. And yet it still worked. Right. Yeah. Right. So you think Reiki is the same way? Absolutely. It's just one of those many components that you can do to, um, that work for a majority of people, they're willing to try it mm-hmm. to help calm down that nervous system. I mean, physiologically, mm-hmm. it makes sense to me now. Can you guys kind of walk walk me through? Like, I just came to you for a Reiki session. What would happen? So, I mean, the first thing that we would do is talk about what you came in for. So, I, for instance, the very first time that I went to our instructor Carson for a session, I'd never had it. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even research it. So, I mean, the first thing that she talked to me about was what, what do you want to accomplish in the session? So people will come for a lot of different reasons. They might come for some emotional healing or physical, or maybe just stress reduction, but you know that it's for relaxation. Um, So we talk through the pieces of what would you like to see happen? And then um, we really set the room and set the tone. So there are some uh, steps that we do before you get in there, like we might burn some sage to really clear that space of any negative energy. Um, We might just ring our um, our little bell so that it, it just feels like nice and relaxed and then we have some relaxing music going and we might get out some essential oils um, for you to have like that other sensation as well burn some candles it's very very zen in there Um, so you typically would and it doesn't have to be um, that you would lie on a massage table you're completely clothed and in fact, we usually will have people will cover up with a blanket just so that they can feel really comfortable and warm. Uh, and that's when I would start out with giving them a little eye pillow to rest their eyes and then they don't feel like they need to be engaged in the session at all. Because really, it doesn't take anything on the part of the client. It's really the practitioner that's doing the work. So the stuff that we are doing when we're doing a session is um, kind of hard to explain if you haven't been through a class to really understand the components of energy. But essentially, we are um, looking and feeling for inconsistencies in people's energy. Um, And how we can do that, we um, like to use, a lot of us like to use a tool um, like a pendulum. And so we were trained with a pendulum and the pendulum, oh, thank you, Karen. Um, The pendulum senses. She brought a pendulum. Yeah. Listener, there's a pendulum. It's circling the wine. She's going to have a boy. No, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's still on board. <laughs> so when we yeah, go through true. when we go through training, we actually are learning what our yes and no would look like from our pendulum. So my mm-hmm. pendulum might look different than your pendulum, but it essentially um, senses your subconscious. Okay. So something that I just heard about this week, this is fascinating. Your heart has 5,000 times more energy than your brain. Oh, 5,000. So that's why, you know, you can get, they can sense it on, you know, all those, the, whatever readings that they do at the, everything at the doctor's office. Mm Okay. So, and that's why they can sense the energy of your heart on an EKG reading. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Interesting. Picking up is all yeah. electrical. Yeah. So that's what the, of that, the line is showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. So when you look at a, a fetus, the heart develops before the brain. So right. even and Karen, you can probably talk about this a lot better mm-hmm. than I can. But the when somebody has a heart transplant, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain things that happen during that heart transplant that you can't change mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because there's so, oh. there's more information going from your heart to your brain than right. your brain to your heart. Wow. Which is why a lot of heart patients struggle after a bi- or a, a transplant. Yeah. Because their sort of essential rhythm right. is disrupted. Right. Right. Well, huh. that and that connection to the brain and yeah. the heart wow. has been because disrupted. You can, so, yeah. you can reconnect the wiring, but you can't, can't. reconnect the other piece. Right. The part where wow, the heart sure. is shooting information mm-hmm. to your brain. Mm-hmm. So if you have somebody that walks in the room, say they walk down the stairs here and they're really pissed off. You know it, right? Mm-hmm. I can sense it. You can sense it. It doesn't take a brain surgeon mm-hmm. to figure that out. They don't even have to say a word. Yeah. So your pendulum is just being guided by your intuition and your subconscious. And then what happens is your subconscious, the base of your brain, is sending these idiomotor responses, these tiny little muscle twitches to your fingers and tells the pendulum which way to go. So my brain up here, the thinking part, doesn't really know. Right. Like, okay, <laughs> does Katie need um, some Reiki for her throat chakra today? I'm not, I can't tell you that. But my pendulum would be able to tell me because my pendulum can sense my energy to your energy. Hmm. And so we use the pendulum throughout the session a lot. And then we use different techniques um, to move the energy and get it going in a different way fashion than what it was already so if it's stuck then I get it moving again um and maybe you want to talk a little bit more about I feel like I'm this is the opposite of mansplaining it's a room full of women we keep passing the mic like do you want to try do you want to try one how about you do one <laughs> I think the cool part about it too before you start is we don't even have to touch you mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah so the way this the way it works is you know how you can stand by somebody and you can feel them sure. even though you aren't touching? Sure. So, and we know that there's, um, let me give you an example. We know that there's all this uh, clinical studies done regarding this. Like, or if, like you, if someone's watching you, you can kind of, oh, right. you know, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. or when your kid brother goes, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, it messes with you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if you look up HeartMath, which is a biofeedback tool, mm-hmm. one of the research tools they used with that is they wired up an infant, they wired up the mom, right? Mm-hmm. Wired temperature, body, heart rate, all the stuff. So heart heart math talks about the covalence between your heart rate and your breathing and it's a kind of a calming down a biofeedback tool so they wire it up the mom and the infant the mom walks into the clinic this is her second child she's got the infant in the carrier they're going in for shots right so you know what shots are like you know the yeah, doors come yeah. Up, right the mom does not touch the infant doesn't look at the infant doesn't speak to the infant <laughs> Her heart rate goes skyrocket. Yeah. Her breathing changes. Her she's firing off neurons. Mind shifting just thinking about yeah, it. Right. Yeah. about having to be isolated there. So yeah. without touching or talking to the baby, guess what the baby does? Yeah, oh. catches them all. Yeah, or gets upset. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we know that there's this energy exchange. We know that, and so that's kind of what the Reiki session is about. Mm-hmm. Is this energy exchange? Mm-hmm. So this might take yeah. us on a slightly different hit for just one second, then we'll come back. Do you do something before 
we, the client come in, how, how do you get your energy to the place where you yes. can be healing? Is that a whole, there's a whole psych up process, right? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Go, go, yeah. go for go. it. Karen. Okay. Karen is Ladies and here. gentlemen, it's Karen. So yeah, there is a whole step that we go through. Um, like Amy had said, that we kind of clear the room, um, any stagnant energy, and then we get grounded. So through this process of grounding, um, then we can do a connection with our higher self mm-hmm. to the higher being mm-hmm. as far as um, I like to call it the flow energy sure. um, and um, through that then that's how we can channel that through our attunement processes of uh, going through Reiki classes um, then we can channel this energy um, through us to the person so it's not our direct energy that's affecting you because we're grounding mm-hmm. and we're staying grounded mm-hmm. um, so during through that whole session so that we don't give you guys our energy mm-hmm. um, and that we're actually delivering this other energy to you so I'm dying I keep yeah. thinking like I'm gonna wait but I have to just no because okay, I do it. I guess leading up to just it. do so it you mentioned God earlier right so and then you talk about like a higher being right and so um and you know, Amy probably knows, like, I'm from a very Catholic family. I have a very Catholic upbringing. So, like, the, I'm the very Episcopalian the, one. So the, like, like, totally the, like the, the word yeah, Reiki, like, too. makes me a little bit like, mm-hmm. um, what? No. Yeah. You know, so, I get, can you Channeling tell me, higher power. Like, if you guys have any of that or how how those relate to you. I mean, if, if is this, is the higher power you're talking about, is that God? Is it something else? Okay. What do you, you know? Well, we call it divine energy. So, whatever divine is to you. So whether it be God, whether it be Buddha, whether it be Allah, whatever specific religion you have, this is like a non-denominational type of energy. Um, I can tell you, I come from a Catholic background as well. Moved over to a Lutheran church. Sure. So my husband was like, Catholic light. Lutheran. Right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, he was all like. I don't know what you're doing, but you need to stop it. Cause so I was gonna say, this is like scaring me a little yeah. bit. Not really, but I, you know, but it's a little bit like right now that this, uh, this <laughs> works because I said, you know, one, I'm healing. So if it's something bad, I wouldn't think that would be happening mm. Two, Um, you know, it has probably brought me closer to God in that spiritual world. Than so for you, it for is me, God. It is God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you wouldn't have any problem like, if a Buddhist came to you, right, you could do the same thing for them like where you don't the have the thing. same beliefs. Right, right. And, and when, I, when I'm actually in a session, um, I, I will sometimes ask the person that I'm giving Reiki to, you know, are you from a Christian background? Do you want me to, um, you know, call in divine, whether it be God or Jesus Christ or, hmm. um, you know, who would, who would you like me to call for you? Um, and a lot of times they're like, oh, yeah. Jesus in the get him in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy was good at healing. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So then as I open up, it's just um, this sensation. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, yeah. it's not like there's not crazy parts of all religions, or right. you know, right. there's a lot of things in mm-hmm. Catholicism that people right either don't right. understand, or even if they did understand, it would be like, now wait, you know. Right. I didn't learn that. So even with prayer and different yeah. things, there is a. Kind of in the zone, right? There's a oneness feeling, right? It's being in the zone with God, you know. There's, and I think, I think a lot of Christians know that feeling and could tap into what that feeling is. And this is just sharing, (laughs) sharing another way of accessing. I guess I I almost, and this is totally rudimentary without knowing as much from you guys, but it almost feels a little bit like I could describe it as like a 
prayer in some ways, really. Right. You, could, you know, right. that you're there it is very praying to... with or for me, but in almost more of a physical right. way. Right. So our teacher, when we went through class, Carson, kept on going back to Reiki is love. It's pure and it's love. So whatever that means to you, it might mean something different to you than what it does to me, but it comes from a very pure mm. space. Oh, it comes nice. from a higher place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does. And mm-hmm. I think people get, and I'll, you know, for me, I grew up, my mom was a very, very strict and Catholic. And so we became Episcopalian when my mom and dad got married. We were all raised Episcopalian. I mean, like serious Episcopalian. Like mm. I got sick at home. Guess what? The priest came and gave you communion at home and mm. did oiling the whole bit, right? Yeah. So that's how I grew up. So even when I went to yoga school, there was kind of this barrier, like, I don't know if I'm okay with this. Sure. And so one of the, um, the, the student, the co-student who did the Reiki, we also worked a lot on meditation. I go, I feel funky about this, like Reiki, meditation, prayer. I go, I'm just not so sure about this. And she finally told me, Beth, 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 she goes, Prayer is prayer, but meditation, or what we do in Reiki, is really settling down enough so you can listen for those answers. Mm-hmm. Really thinking about the divine, really feeling the divine, and allowing that energy to come in. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Well, there's a lot of passages about specifically a quiet spirit, too. Mm-hmm. And that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, had a, I was in a sermon one time where they said meditation is mentioned in the Bible more times than prayer is. Mm-hmm. So it tells you a little bit about priorities yeah. maybe yeah. and then and we I also be doing more any of it. red flags with meditation oh really so you know not at all and, people do. and some people have red flags with yoga i mean mm-hmm. some people can't even get it. i talked about that a little, a little yeah. bit sometimes and i go back and forth mm-hmm. on it um but if i said mindful movement to you right then it's then, then you'd be okay it's fine we are all on our own spiritual paths and so like you know we've gone back and said before it's going to be unique for each person and each one of us practice differently even. And, um, you know, how we feel it is totally different than what you're even going to experience, even though we're giving it to you. Um, so it truly is its own uniqueness and it's meant to be for you and only you. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be this process of you learning how this feels, like how this feels and being able to take that home with you and then being able to do that when you need it. Do I mean? Mm -hmm. So once it's hard to relax and deeply be open to healing if you've never felt that. You don't know what it feels like. And so once, you know, you start delivering Reiki to somebody, they're like, oh, oh. And it's something I, I truly believe it's in our genes to feel that way. But we have lost that over time. We have lost the ability to just calm down mm-hmm. i mean we really have everybody's so busy and, uh, doing well, and we whatever. have all these other aids that we think we need to oh yeah calm down too. yeah mm-hmm. Facebook, sure do this do like that. i'm i'm guilty no, of it no, this yeah. last year i've had all these new stresses so i finally am better now but for the mm-hmm. first six months i couldn't sleep without law and order on my phone a hundred percent of the time yes to have that noise otherwise i couldn't calm myself down enough mm-hmm. 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 So, and I always tell my yeah. students when I'm teaching class that it's the American way to be busy and stressed all mm-hmm. of the time. Oh, yeah. man. And so, how is. many people do you know that actually take time for quiet to actually have healing, restful time in their day, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. once a month? I mean, mm-hmm. it just really doesn't happen. I just saw the World Health Organization categorized burnout as a diagnosable disease, yeah. <laughs> which I think is a lot of overlap. You know, I think we all, there's just so much pressure to do so much all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I always have intentions of 
having that time every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just f- for like, you know, reflection right. and yeah, even with a, as loose of a schedule as I have, it happens Fair, once yeah. a week. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. just it's hard for some yeah. reason to commit to that and to do it's it. Really hard. And when you do it, it pays off so much. Absolutely. The whole day is so much better. You're yeah. more creative. Yep. You're more mindful of what's going on around you. You're more efficient at your work. I mean, all mm-hmm. those pieces come into place. But I feel like when people come into a Reiki session or when they decide to learn Reiki, they're always amazed like, oh, this has really changed my life. This has changed how I think about things. And it it does change things. I mean, I, I feel like it does if people are open to it. Now, is it does it work for everybody? Probably not. But people who are open to it and open to that experience and realizing it, it will be different for every person. Mm-hmm. So even if you and your best buddy <laughs> go in, like we used to laugh when Carson was coming um, and we'd sign up for, you know, pay for Reiki sessions from her. Amy's experience would be very much different than mine, than what happened. But it doesn't mean one was better than the other. It just means it was different. And sometimes the difference is right when you're on the table or right when you walk out the room. Sometimes it's a week later. We'll have people tell us two weeks later. They'll be like, you know, they'll call you back and be like, this incredible thing just happened. Mm-hmm. Most people will get off the table and be like, I just feel so much lighter. Yeah, yeah. So much lighter. lighter. My, that was yeah. definitely yeah. my experience. Yeah. I almost felt like there was a wedge inside of me, like where you harbor all of your feelings in your heart or in your stomach or whatever. And the very first session, I clearly remember that feeling of, it's just a clear channel. It feel I literally mm. felt like I lost weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I so I've had one energy healing session, uh, and I remember her saying in the middle of it that a creative mind is really helpful in the process. And I know you said you felt it like a wedge. I mean, I would feel like a knot that we would untangle, or a, you know, I, yeah. and being able to visualize those things. Do you think? that's sort of a big component of it or I mean that's what you're there for to help them figure out what's going on there yeah yeah I will usually if we feel a stuck energy if it's a big enough block we will ask the person if they can describe it to us Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they'll be like no and then in like 10 seconds they'll be like oh yeah it feels like this (laughs) yeah no but also (laughs) also it's an anchor that I've carried my whole life (laughs) when I went to a like my counselor mm-hmm. and it was after a, an assault she asked like it was like she knew it was in my chest and mm-hmm. she asked me to describe it and I was first I was like it's not even there I don't know what you're talking yeah. about and then immediately I was like no it's a whole bunch of big black <laughs> knots and it's yeah. all right here and it's like <laughs> really like tight and pushing and pulling right. at the same yeah. time all through here right. and then yeah it, immediately right. I was like just kidding I know what you're talking about now. But just think about that. I I think we've forgotten that mind-body connection. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have totally stepped away from that. And and now people are starting to see, oh, yeah, we need to go back to that. We need to explore that more. We need to think about those things. So can you go back a little bit, I guess, maybe direct it back to, you know, I'm in your room Mm -hmm. and we've started. And so do you use your pendulum? I mean, like what happens? The... Well, so first we would ground, like I said, and then um, what we would do is basically, you know, you've already given us by being there permission to access your energy. So then we would get into your energy. I typically do it by uh, standing at your feet and touching your feet. It's kind of more, uh, I don't want to say more, less invasive uh, than being right at your head and going, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I started just hit him with that third right, eye right, right. here. Right. Like, oh, you are messed up. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wine cup. 
And then um, we do what we call a boys in the scan where we kind of feel like in the orc field uh, for any blocks that might be coming in that way. Orc field? Or your aura field. Okay. Orcs like Lord of the Rings. Yes. (laughs) Okay. We're all orcs. Yes. 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 Got it. Got it. (laughs) And then uh, through that process, then we remove some blocks that might be in there. um, And then I get into the chakras. And then, yes, I I actually use my uh, pendulum to check to see which way your chakras are supposed to be spinning. And then I ask if they're all spinning that way. And a lot of times I get a no. So then I'll be like, okay, show me. So like individually, the, is this the, one the yeah, way it should be? Chakras, mm-hmm. sacral chakra. How many chakras are there? We deal with seven chakras in the system. Okay. Um, those are all the ones that are on your physical body. There are more than that, but um, we don't go outside those. Um, and then uh, once we go through the chakras, then I actually start working on the body itself in the physical field. Um, and seeing if there's anything caught in there, um, whether that be an energetic cord of some sort, um, whether it's a big block related to something, that, either a trauma or an emotion, whether it be physical, mental, or spiritual, um, and go in there. And then once I find that, then we either ask if you can identify it. Um, and then if you can, then we try mm-hmm. to move it. Mm-hmm. So now some things are supposed to be moved and some things are not supposed to be moved yet. So, and some things you aren't yeah. ready to have moved, ready to go. Do you know I mean? So, that, and that's yeah. okay because some that's people okay. aren't on a space mm-hmm. where they're ready to let go of that. You mm-hmm. know, maybe it's a, a relationship that wasn't great, and even though they're feeling hurt from that relationship, they aren't in the point in time to let go of that. Right. And and you know what Karen's saying when you stand back and look at it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is totally trigger. <laughs> this makes blah whatever. But you know. Look at some of the statistics behind it. We know that firefighters have the highest incident of coronary heart disease. Hmm. We know that certain helping professions have very high this, very high that. And and so when you look at that, like we know um, there was a huge study done for the Women's Heart and Stroke Foundation done by Dr. Gabor Matei. And he had 1,400 women in this study, if I remember correctly. They were all going through a divorce, half the group, gone through the divorce, healing, had asked for friends, you know, said, eh, I'm doing good. The other part of the group, still angry, not doing well, hadn't asked for those supports. The study was over 10 years for the Heart and Stroke Foundation. The side of the house that didn't ask for those supports, didn't ask for support and healing, that kind of thing, were 400% more likely to have a heart attack or a stroke oh, wow. over those 10 years. So you're, you know, you just got to step back and go, your mind and body are connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when you hold energy which sometimes is negative when you hold that adrenaline and cortisol in your body it does physical damage and so when people are talking about their physical emotional well-being it it truly is one i mean we're one being yeah and so when we give reiki to people we're just asking them to be open to that do i mean to invite healing in Allowing us to help them enhance their healing, don't you feel like right. that space? Well, yeah. you said self-healing a lot earlier too, right? Yeah, I think it promotes self-healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we are doing the work. We're healing. healing the yeah, work. we're not healing anything. Yeah. We're just moving it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's pretty much our job is just to find it and move it out of the way mm-hmm. so that your own body can take over and mm-hmm. start reducing those cortisol levels and uh, reducing that stress. And eventually, your mind and body will start connecting. Um, and I have found, at least for me and my experience, was after about four months, I was like, 
this is no longer a priority for me. This is not, this is something I can move and get, I'm willing to let go of this because it's not a priority for me anymore. And it's not for my highest and greatest good. So I move it out of the way. Um, and it's, and it's so, you know, even as long as we've been doing it, there's still issues that, you know, will come up from way back that I didn't even know I was having emotions about or, um, and it'll be like, what is this? And I can't move it. Yeah. So then mm-hmm. I'll be calling one of these guys saying, oh, you need to get me some <laughs> I need to figure this out. <laughs> so, so let's pivot for a second. So Katie and I are uh, talkers. We're open people, naturally. Right. But you're in central Nebraska. What would you say regionally the experience is for you when you tell people this is a thing you're interested in? You must feel safe before you tell them. Because I, maybe not. Maybe you tell anybody who wants yeah. to, anybody who well, gives you an opening. Central, I don't know. Central Community College told everyone about me. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Which is why you're here today. Yeah. Which is how I found Amy. CCC. I think we talked about it earlier. Huh? Yeah. Um, so I think I completely agree with you. There are people who want to hear about it. And there are other people like Katie's first, first reaction that they go, wait a minute, this sounds witchy. Too weird. Yeah. Like, witchy. I am not going there. Yeah. So you can sense that. I'm going to be really honest. I can tell you if someone wants to talk about it, and I can tell you if they don't. So if they don't want to talk about it, I say it's an it's a form of Japanese healing that helps with um, you know reducing stress. That's mm. basically what I tell them. Just that one sentence answer. That's a really good textbook way to yeah yeah. yeah. Because if I start talking about energy and about emotional healing and about moving all this stuff yeah. in your body and your chakras. People either think that you're crazy or their eyes glaze over. It's not worth it. But there are those people who come to class and they say, now, what is this about? And tell me more about (laughs) it. And then we start that conversation and they're really open to it. So afterwards, do you feel rejuvenated from it when you're practicing or do you feel just like exhausted? No, (laughs) No. rejuvenating. It's amazing. Because we actually receive healing at the same time. Okay. So like I said, we're not giving our energy to you. We're channeling this energy. It's like a conduit. It's like, a, just, yeah. like uh-huh. just like a connection, yeah. like an electrical I'm just, when connection. Said, like, that's why I wondered because I like I picture like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. No, okay. No, it's like uh, it's like drain go- hair going down your yeah. your pipes. That some of it sticks right. to the edges. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we've got messed up pipes, guys. <laughs> So you feel good because that's what I, yeah, I would think that you would walk yeah. away and just feel like right. you took that on, but you don't. No, you don't. no, okay. abs- it's, it's the opposite. I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I even like prefer not to do clients pass like seven o'clock in the evening because you get jazzed. I get, oh, I get you're jazzed. too amped. Oh. And then I can't sleep yeah. because I've got all this energy going around. And I'm like, going, well, time to clean the house. My husband's like, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I need to come mothering. I need a little more Reiki, I think. I need to get my house clean. So. <laughs> what? So here's my personal one. I feel like everybody with lower back issues should start with Reiki. Do you, do you get a lot of ba- lower backs? Do you yes, get a, a ton. Do you find that it corresponds to any one particular thing or it's always just... Like, you know, get stress. Well, I had a, I had a boss tell me one time that, uh, 
almost all of our back pain is financial. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe yours is. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, anyway, I don't know. Well, even in, in yoga teaching, they will teach you that women hold their emotions in their hips. Mm-hmm. And then hips. Yeah. Oh. Yes, huh. Which is interesting. Yeah. So, um, I think there's actually been some research done regarding hip replacements and oh, wow. emotional trauma. Oh, wow. I think I can't quote it exactly, but I think it's out there. Hmm. But, um, yeah, that's an example. Hmm. I mean, I think people, a lot of people have lower back pain. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be interesting to do their emotional history mm-hmm. to see where that is and where that's recently. Well, I almost Mine 100% if I have back pain. Mine too. Except for one time it's been immediately after some sort of traumatic event oh, yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like the debilitating, you can't go to work for three days. You're yeah. And then it's gone. Yeah, just I, like that. I lost so, a job and I could barely, I like was, yeah, yeah. immobile. Like, I mean, yes. it was very directly. Could not get out of me. bed. Yeah, 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 It took me mm-hmm. like an hour one time. Finally got myself out of bed and then it hurts about it. I was right back in. I'm like, that's it. I'm done now. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. mm-hmm. but it was always mm-hmm. so clear what brought it on, mm-hmm. I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's just, you're making that connection. And then the next step is, okay, what do I do with this? Am right. I going to be able to do it myself? Do I need somebody to help me do it? But that's the hard part, right. too, is not so much, at least for me, not identifying the problem, but fixing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's where sure. I struggle. We jump to the fix right away. Right. And so I think... Which in Western medicine is, I go to the doctor, right. I get a diagnosis, and I a pain have surgery, I get a pain or, yeah. pill, whatever it is. Yeah. You know... And that, that's the way our world here works. And, you know, there's tons of research out there now about all these types of pains. And like you said, if you can associate it right away, if you can figure out what that connection is, a lot of times you're able just to let it go and heal yourself. You're halfway there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish almost there would be a step. I mean, you go to the doctor, you'd be like, my back hurts. I wish they'd send them to you before the MRI. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I feel like so many people yeah. do those MRIs and then you get well, they, so I just nothing had a back. I did that. And the first session I did with her, um, I'm like, I'm pretty sure we moved quite a bit of energy. Mm. Um, but obviously you have some in there that's still stuck. And she had told me then that she'd been in an automobile accident. And, um, and then shortly after that, she fell getting out of her car. And so there was oh, multiple wow. traumas to that one side. So I could release one. She was willing to let go of one that day. And then she came back a couple weeks later and we got the rest out of there. Mm-hmm. And she's done fine since then. Mm-hmm. But the doctor was looking at doing a total hip on her. Oh, so yeah. is this yeah. something, do you have recurring, is it patients? Who do you, I mean, how do you, clients, what do you call them? Anyway, so that's, it's a two-parter. That's what we call people. Do they, do, is it someone that like, do you have a regular Client, patient, whatever it is. Visitor. And then, yeah, and what would you call that person if they existed? (laughs) Well, Karen, I don't think that she really was able to describe earlier, so I think that you should kind of finish up your elevated levels and how you got to where you are now, and then you can talk about... The elevated levels. Your elevated blood levels because you oh, said yeah. they were oh, elevated. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. never really yeah. finished that, finish that up. That whole thing. Yeah. So, um, so when I got that, uh, my first round of labs that said everything was elevated and we couldn't find anything. Um, so after I'd done all the research, I went to Reiki class, started doing my own healing. So she's doing Reiki on, on myself, mm-hmm. just myself at that point. I wasn't even doing my family. Um, and it was probably about three weeks later, I finally was like, okay, I need to like share this with at least my daughters. (laughs) So I started doing some Reiki on them and, um, 
And then I would still, it was a daily practice for me because I'm like, you know, if you're going to go full into this and you paid what you paid, you're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, unlike a diet, I have stuck to it. <laughs> it's been a good diet. Right. Because right. <laughs> it's working. Yeah. So, um, so then for that four months um, afterwards, um, doing healing to myself, we had another health fair at the hospital. So I went and got my blood drawn. And it was all back down into normal level. Oh, wow. oh my goodness. Yeah. So then Stress. tell us about how that affected your job. So, how yeah. that affected my job. Yeah, this is a good part. We want the juice. So, I was the director of surgery. And if any, I mean, it's it's very stressful. You're not only dealing with employees, you're dealing with administration, and then you're dealing with surgeons. And right. That, surgeons. that in itself is just somebody should just totally do that. So, um, so a very stressful job. And at that time, we had just opened a new department. So everything was changing in that department, and the staff was totally not liking it um, because it was change. And so, as you can imagine, I was working somewhere between 10 and 14 hours a day. Um, and so just very stressful. And as I was doing Reiki to myself, then I just came to realize that this isn't, I'm not supposed to do this. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. So I walked in and I said, um, I think you need to find somebody. I'm going to step down out of my position. Oh, wow. I'll still be a staff nurse, but you know, I'm working the OR, but I think I want to uh, go ahead and step out of the director job. So they were a little bit shocked. <laughs> and in rural facilities, it's really hard to find people to fit those jobs. So luckily enough, there had been a girl that had applied. And um, so I was like, maybe she'd like it. <laughs> and so anyway all in all she ended up taking the job and I became just a staff nurse and then it wasn't shortly after that that um her and I just were not seeing eye to eye about some things which is not uncommon right, right. No, yeah. so you know I was like okay I'm just gonna give myself Reiki about all this and just let this go because it's not my department anymore I you know I'm not so I start trying to heal that relationship and um one day she called me into her office because she wanted me to go or take the next day off. And I was like, I was just off yesterday. <laughs> I'm not taking off the next day. Give it to somebody else to take off. And um, she's like, no, I want you to take it off. And I'm like, no, I, we have inventory due. Anesthesia is by themselves. There's only one there at the time. And I said she'd asked me to come in and help her do inventory. And all of a sudden, like, I got this god-awful energy from her. And I, I told them, I can't even hardly explain it because I don't even really know what it was, but it felt like tons of pins sticking me oh. all over. Oh. And I was like, I've got to get out of this room. Wow. I've got to get out of this room. There's something not right here. And I'm like, Abby, I'll come back and talk to you in a little bit. And I reached for the doorknob and she's like, no, you're not. And I, all of a sudden I was just like, I hear this stop. And I kind of turned to look at her and it wasn't her talking. Oh, and wow. I'm like, okay. And he's like. And this voice was like, quit. And I was like, Abby, I quit. I just was like, I'm done. I go, <laughs> I type up my resignation, handed it to her, called my husband. I said, I just quit my job. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> I quit my job. Oh, wow. And I said, this is, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. This is, I'm supposed to be moving past this and yeah. moving into a different purpose right now. So 
I said, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to get on that flow of energy mm. and go with it and see what happens. Mm, wow. so, so now Karen is mm-hmm. taking on client Reiki mm-hmm. clients and we're mm-hmm. teaching classes whenever we can schedule classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I call them clients. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I try to call them clients. I think sometimes I call them patients just because I'm used to having patients. But I still, yeah. you, right. you know, you still right. have a nursing practice. Too, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I quit there, I went to work for Carney Regional. Um, just PRN in their um, pre-op and post-op area. And so I do work there during the morning hours, and then I do Reiki in the afternoon and evenings. Mm-hmm. So, wow. What do you think, uh, listeners who are hearing about Reiki for the first time, uh, how do you think they figure out if it could be beneficial to them? Is there, you know... Could they do a, a check at home to say, maybe there's something here? What what would you recommend for someone who's maybe interested in this, sort of taking the next step? I feel like if you're intrigued by it or think that you would be willing to be open-minded about it, it's worth a shot. Yeah. And I think that if you're stressed, that it's worth a shot. <laughs> so It's never going to harm you. Yeah, that's no. the I mean, thing. No it's not invasive. It. it doesn't do anything to hurt you. I mean, the worst thing that could happen is you fall asleep on the table and not <laughs> feel like you got a lot out of your session but the great thing about it is is that it heals you in the in the spots that you need to be healed so i may not know that but if i give you a reiki session then your body knows what to do with that that healing energy your body is very wise with that healing energy and mm-hmm. that's what makes it so amazing okay so if there was one thing you wanted our listeners to take away from Sort of what we've your, learned your today. Yeah, what's the Reiki bullet point? Yeah, <laughs> bullet point? Uh, so we, so now we feel like we could um, have some concept <laughs> yes. of what this is and share it with others. Oh man, that's it's the hardest thing to like make it succinct. Condense it for me. Sure. It's very. I just I again go back to that whole point of. You know, if you have stress, then you can look into this this energy healing. It might be for you. Um, just just being open to it can mean a lot of different types of healing than what you've ever known before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Get over yourself. <laughs> right? Well, if who doesn't have stress? I would like to meet that person. Who doesn't have stress? My life has no stress. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Isn't it yeah. We have one final question, which is, uh, what's something you have no concept about that you would like to hear us talk oh. about in the future? I really want to hear more about um, Ebola stuff. In oh, Omaha. For some yeah. reason that it treats me. Like, who decided we should have this center here? <laughs> How it like, got there? In Nebraska, yeah. in the middle of the United States. As far, like, said, the least convenient location, money. really. <laughs> like, bring those patients to me. I don't, yeah. guys, always... I, to the center of our nation so that it can really... No. <laughs> And yeah. what about the University of Nebraska? Like I just said, hey, let's go for that money. Those guys. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. So one thing I've always been fascinated about is um, really what Royal Plastics does over in Minden. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about oh, them either. Yeah. I know. Yes. I don't, I've never even heard Actually, of them. They work with that. NASA. But they I, work with oh. They do stuff with the show. Can they talk to us? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure yes. they oh, So it's not like... Well, uh, some people can talk. What's, yeah. Well, no. What's no. the company in, in Denver? It's like Lockheed. Yeah, uh, that stuff yeah, is yeah, all yeah. pretty secret. No, Defense contracts. I don't think so. Huh? I didn't they, know. I mean, the only way you know is yep, call them and ask. Yeah, yeah. They create, that's a great lead. Huh. Yeah. Okay. They yeah. create um, different 
forms of plastic. That I know that it's yeah. a, kind of a, an assembly, assembly type of distribution place where they create things for NASA. Right. So it was just a few weeks ago that I was with a guy. Right here who, in central Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, yeah. in Minden. See, yep. They're very stuff. progressive. Mm-hmm. I can Interesting. tell you that. Interesting, yeah. And they're growing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was a place. Yeah. I had no I idea that either. existed. I've been there for probably... 30 years. Wow. Royal plastic. 25 yeah. to 30 years. Wow. There you go. That's, you're, yeah. you, you That's a good one. Winner. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. All right. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, very much for joining us. Yeah. I feel like I have a concept of Reiki. So I just want to say thank you to our guests, Amy, Beth, and Karen. Uh, thank you for being so open with us and telling us a little more about your Reiki practice um, and experience. If you want to give Reiki a try or learn more about their classes, you can find that uh, on their Facebook page at Essentially Balanced. Uh, that's Essentially Balanced in Kearney, Nebraska. And that's all we have for today. If you have a concept that we should explore in the future, email us at noconceptpod at gmail.com. Or if you're interested in sponsoring an episode, still email us at noconceptpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at you guessed it. No concept pod. Uh, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we'll have a phone line sometime. So then you'll be able to call us too. Maybe. Maybe. No promises. So thank you for joining us. We'll be back again in two weeks with another topic. We've already filmed it. It's fantastic. I promise you're going to love it. Thanks.